Hi, Mama. I saw a post this weekend by the therapist who moves you on Instagram, and it totally blew my mind. It said, your relationships are an extension of the one you have with your own body. So simple and yet so, so important for us all to be making that connection because all week long in the mum groups, I've been seeing posts about how disconnected mums are feeling to their partners and asking whether that means it's time for things to end or if there's some hope, something they can do. So this is what we're talking about today because I believe every mum should have this reminder in the forefront of their minds that every time we see problems outside of ourselves, we want to turn inwards and look at what's going on first before making any decisions or taking action because we always have the power to make a change if we want to. So let's go. Hi Mama and welcome to Stay Up Full Motherhood. Do you want to be present with your kids and light yourself up pursuing your passion without adding more to your plate? Are you tired of waiting for one day when to finally have time for you? Are you sick of making decisions dictated by your to-do list and still struggling to get it all done? I'm Jo, mum of three and life coach for stay-at-home mums and I spent seven years telling myself everything else had to get done first before I could start the blog I'd always wanted. I believe there just wasn't enough time for me and that even if there was, I'd struggle to have the energy and focus to do it anyway. Until I found a way to stop being busy doing all the things and instead prioritise getting what matters done. And now I'm sharing what I've learned with you. So take a deep breath in, remind yourself you're worth the effort and breathe into your knowing that you are capable of everything you decide you want for yourself. Let's go. So I'm going to start with a story about myself that perhaps a lot of you might resonate with. So in every job I've ever had, I would put off going to the bathroom until I'd finished a certain task. I'd say I could go once I'd made the phone call I didn't want to make or once I'd written the article I'd been avoiding. So I'd be making that phone call or writing that piece with my body receiving all the signals that I was in survival mode. It was receiving the information that there was no time for me to take care of my bodily functions. So surely I must be in danger of some kind. Of course, there had to have been some kind of threat to my survival for me to not be taking care of my most basic human needs. And at the time, my thoughts certainly were that there was some kind of threat that if I didn't sell this article, then I might not have a job or if it wasn't if I wasn't good enough at writing it in the first place, then I might get fired for underperforming. So then what we do is we overperform to give ourselves the short term relief of believing that keeping our job is under our control. And then the longer we keep our job, the more our brain and nervous system believe that us not taking care of our needs keeps us safe. So then what becomes the perceived threat to our safety when this is the behaviour we live by for years? Of course, it's slowness, taking our time, asking for help, rest, play and surrender that become the threats in our minds. And so anytime we start to step into these things, it feels so horribly uncomfortable that we choose the discomfort of a full bladder every single time. 
And so our stress and nervous system dysregulation continue to increase. And then when we become mothers, well, then we take an instant leap into the extreme because now survival doesn't mean keeping a job. It means keeping someone else alive. Never mind putting off going to the bathroom. Now sleep goes entirely out the window too. And our bodies continue to get the message that there's no opportunity for our basic needs to be met. And it feels like we're just in survival mode until the end of time. And remember, this is not what our bodies were designed to do, to stay stuck in this one state. When we see a gazelle get chased by a lion, for example, we see the short sprint where it's in survival mode, literally running for its life. And then when we see it get away by a stroke of luck or skill, it'll shake off all the energy that it had built up in its body in that activated state. And then it moves automatically into the rest and digest state because it's now receiving signals of safety. It knows that it survived and that in this moment it is okay. But when do we as humans get to take the time to like shake off all that energy built up in the body? When do we give ourselves permission to rest and digest? Many of the mums I speak to never take the time to consciously rest at all because they don't believe there is time available for themselves. And they're still eating, standing up in the kitchen, moving about because after years of successfully feeding babies and toddlers this way, that is what feels safe. Sitting down and eating mindfully... Forget it, that feels like the worst kind of torture when your body and brain have no evidence at all that this is safe for you, or for your family for that matter. So then we become entirely disconnected from ourselves and what we need to move in and out of the different states of the nervous system. And we're stuck in that survival mode thinking we're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger all day and all night long. And we're so often trying hard to fix ourselves with self-improvement and self-development and prescribe self-care and to do this all alongside the millions of other things we're dealing with as stay-at-home mums every single day. Again, keeping us in survival mode because the message is that something has gone wrong here. But what we want to be focusing on instead is coming back to who we are, relearning how to feel safe, remembering how to relax and have fun and to rest. This is a process of rediscovery, of remembering who you are rather than learning something new. And only you know what that rest and digest state looks like for you. As I've talked about on here before, I love the time hacker concept that rest can be defined as not resisting the moment you're in. It doesn't have to be taking a nap or quietly reading a book. It's whatever brings you into the present moment now rather than desperately trying to scramble your way out of it and go on to the next thing. So for me, that's dancing to a song I love. I'm fully in the moment. I'm fully in my body. I'm not thinking I should be anywhere else or trying to get anywhere else. I'm fully connected to me and what lights me up and makes me feel alive. And this is why I recommend to my clients to come back to the body and what feels profoundly right in their body anytime they're feeling disconnected from their partners. When you're putting off going to the bathroom, skipping lunch, 
Not taking care of yourself by eating mostly well or working out, it's likely that there is some avoidance in your relationship too. It's a pattern you'll see over and over again in many areas of your life. You cannot feel connected to someone else if you are not connected to yourself. Just like it's very, very difficult to feel genuine compassion for others when you have no compassion for yourself. So when you give yourself permission to do what lights you up in your body, you're building that trust that you can be in your body, that it's safe for you to do so, and that you don't need to live in your head and all the thoughts that your mind is offering you about what's going wrong right now. Because in this moment now, in your body, you know that you are safe. And in this moment now, being where our feet are, we have to remember this is all we ever have. When we're in our heads, we're in the past that we can't change anyway, or we're in a future that might not even happen the way we think it will. And I know you might well be thinking, you don't have time for dancing around the living room and that it's just silly to suggest this when your to-do list is a hundred lines long. But please consider this. If all you do for your rest today is to take one long, deep breath, this can honestly change your life because in that moment, you're signaling to your body that you are safe in this moment now. Rather than future tripping or past worrying, you are here in the now. And the slow, deep breath indicates that you are not being chased by a saber-toothed tiger right now. Uh, That would call for fast, shallow breathing for sure. And so you're gathering evidence for your brain that nothing bad happens when you focus for a moment on that breath. So you can then also go to the bathroom when you need to. You can sit down for meals. Nothing bad happens and you might even connect not only to yourself but to your partner too. And when you learn to do this for yourself, you're then well practised to do it in the moment where your partner rushes past you to get on with things at home when they get home from work. And you can be with the emotion you feel in your body in that moment, rather than going straight to the stories in your head about how they didn't greet you properly at the door and why are they less affectionate now anyway and this must surely mean that their affection is waning and where on earth do I go from here? Can you drop all these stories for a moment and really see them for what they are? The stories are there so that you can avoid the discomfort you're feeling in your body. They are there to match that feeling, to make it make sense. And because of these stories, you then avoid your partner. You give them the cold shoulder, you cut yourself off, you do not connect. The suffering here for you is all in these stories in your head about everything that's gone wrong, It's not in what your partner did or did not do today. We all have these manuals in our minds about exactly how our partners and everyone else should behave. And I say exactly because these manuals are very, very long and very detailed. And we subconsciously know exactly what's in them and exactly how our partners should be behaving. But we're not even really aware that they exist in our minds. We don't actually know that we have them. We just think... It's a fact that that's the way the other person in our life should show up in the world. But of course, our partners don't know about these rules they're supposed to follow. Again, because these manuals only exist in our heads. 
and yet they are dictating our relationships without us ever even realising it. And this is not about never letting anything bother you and never getting angry or upset about anything your partner does. Not at all. But it is about knowing that you can make any request you want of another person, but you don't want to be making your emotional well-being dependent on whether they comply. Rather than handing over to others the power to determine how we feel, we can choose to come back to our bodies and to be with what we're feeling without letting the stories in our minds dictate how we show up next. So next time you notice this happening, remind yourself that survival mode is a protection mechanism and our nervous systems are doing their very best to protect us always But they can be overprotective, like a mum hovering over a toddler at the park and keep our stress responses on even when there are no real threats. So I find that what helps me is to lay a hand on my cheek for comfort when this comes up for me and I really focus on the sensations of my fingers and palm touching my face. And I just connect with myself for a moment And I feel what I'm feeling in my body rather than the story that I'm telling myself. And every time I do, I'm reminded that I'm safe in this moment, that nothing has gone wrong and that I have the power to create any relationship I want, whether that's with myself or with my partner, by coming back to my body time and time again. Okay, Mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd love for you to come join my Facebook group, The Time Management, Prioritization and Focus Fix for Stay-at-Home Mums, where I'll be sharing tips and hacks for getting things done and stepping into the you you want to be. Okay, it's time for me to go dance in the kitchen to this week's song, which is Halo by Beyonce. Beautiful. I hope you'll go play it and dance to it too. Till next Tuesday, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.